Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 37. This week, we're going to be diving into all things solar with Natalie and Lily from Moving Oasis Vans. These two own a van conversion company, and they're going to demystify for us how solar works and break it down so that you can understand what your solar needs are. So whether you're building out a van from scratch or are thinking of adding solar to your current setup, Natalie and Lily are going to break it down in plain English, how solar works, and how to figure out what your solar setup should look like. Okay, well, I have with me today, Natalie and Lily. Natalie and Lily are the owners of Moving Oasis Vans, where you do van build outs for people. And I'm super excited to have you guys on today. We're going to jump into the topic of solar. But first, before we get going, why don't you tell me a little bit about your van life story, how you got started in van life and building vans? Totally. Um, yeah, for sure. So my, na- my name is Nat. Um, I grew up in West Palm. My parents are from Columbia. And I went to school for architecture, um, did my undergraduate at UF, then took a gap year and went to Berkeley for my master's in, in architecture as well. And then somewhere along the way, I met Lily. Yeah, I'm Lily. I also grew up in West Palm. um, And I have kind of been a part of watching the van life community since college. And I went to the University of Central Florida. And it was just something that I just like was really amazed by and inspired, of course. I mean, really romanticized it. And then met Natalie. And um, we just like went on a trip last summer when she graduated from Berkeley. We thought like, let's do a trip out west and rent out a van, see if we like it. It was a super, super basic van. I mean, like low roof, nothing there. It was, it was so much fun. And then because Natalie's an architecture, uh, she's an architecture. She kind of was just like looking at the van and was like, oh, like I do this differently. I do this differently. And she's like the best organizer I know. So it just was like really cool watching her brain work that way. And then um, there was like one weekend where we wanted to rent out a van here in Florida for like three days. And Um, It just like wasn't really working out, but then we started going into like watching videos of people building their van on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I think you could do this, Nat. And she was like, what? Like, I don't (laughs) think I can build, like I'm an architect. And then it kind of just rolled from there. I mean, we, I don't know what happened. (laughs) It just like clicked in my head. I was like, I think I can actually do this. You know, I was just like watching some videos and I was like, you know what? let's just, let's just go for it. You know, yeah. worst case scenario, you know, I have, I have a van and we can just travel in it. And then I just go back to working at a firm, working at a firm. And, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, as an architect, I, I loved like the idea of like designing these spaces for people and like to have that, to have the opportunity to just like bring that to someone and that would just be super cool. So yeah. Yeah. What yeah. a great, what a great pivot from architecture I mean (laughs) like such a great mash of your skills to put it into a van so yeah Yeah. how cool um 
So you're building a van now. I'm watching you on Instagram, which is where I found you in the first place. And it looks like you're building a van. Is that for yourself or is that something that you're going to flip? So technically um, it would be under the company's name and it's kind of, it's going to be the company's like prototype is what we're calling it. So we, we're going to keep it to rent it out for people and then we'll be using it for our pleasure here and there. And then just to like market and advertise our company with this van um, and kind of use it as like the layout. If people come to us and they say like, Hey, I want to build out a van, but I don't know where to start. We believe like the van that we're building right now has a really great layout, which can be pretty flexible, obviously, because yeah. every van is very, very different. Yeah. Um, so it won't be ours, but it'll be the company. So kind of ours. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So this is the first one you're actually building out. And just curious if your layout is different than a lot of the other ones that we see out there. That's um, a great question. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got its... Uh, cool design quirks in it. I, I wouldn't call them design quirks, but I, I definitely saw some opportunity to like get creative and like kind of like do it, do things slightly differently. Um, yeah, show them. So like there's a, the, the bed hinges in the back. So like there's going to be like an indoor outdoor shower that way. Um, if you need to shower, if you don't go in through the van, it's already, in, it's in the back. Um, oh, cool. but it's also, it provides like the opportunity for outside and inside and to like wash off your gear and like your bikes and stuff we just kept seeing a lot of the showers kind of in the kitchen space when you open the van we have a dodge ram pro master um okay. some um, visual yeah um so we just saw a lot of showers like in the front and it's like why would you walk through with dirt like it already gets so dirty people always talk about cleaning their van all the time so we thought if we did it outdoor or like if we did it in the back and we just hinge the bed then it's like a collapsible shower and it doesn't really take up a lot of space. And then you can, yeah, like clean off your bikes or whatever you have. Um, so that has actually worked. Yeah. And store well. the, and store the water under the bed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the water's right underneath the bed. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's like so many other ideas that I have coming for like other designs that I've already like, Oh, I can definitely like, like this design, I'm already trying to keep like pushing it out because I'm like, oh, I need to, I want to add this and I want to add this, but yeah, so it's, it's cool, you know, How yeah. exciting. Yeah. So this is a brand new company for you all mm -hmm. starting out on a new venture and you two are not just partners of in business, you're partners in life, right? Yeah. Yeah. My life partner. Right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so this, our podcast is like for solo women, but we don't intend like solo women necessarily to be solo their whole lives. Uh, as a matter of fact, some of, some of our listeners are partnered and they like just prefer to travel by themselves or sometimes travel by themselves. So, um, yeah. anyway, it's always great to have a woman owned business come and talk about these things. So let's jump, jump in a little bit now to talk about solar. Okay. Yeah, so, um, my van, uh, didn't come with solar. I have an older class B and mm -hmm. so it has the generator. And mm -hmm. so I went out and I bought myself a Jackery just mm -hmm. to see. So it has a battery and I can charge that battery using solar, but it doesn't run any of the power of my RV. It only runs like things that I plug into it, like my computer, or my phones or that kind of stuff. Sure. So, um, which the first thing I found out is that 
the battery that I bought is not really adequate. There's not enough. I didn't buy a big enough battery. I bought the smallest one I could get because I was just trying it out to see if it was something I would actually use or need. So my first question, if somebody's thinking about getting solar, how do they know, how can they figure out how much they need? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, there. So the basic answer is it really just depends on what kind of appliances that the person needs. If if they do drink coffee, if they don't, if they cook every day, if they don't. Um, and like if you're a professional photographer or something, you have a lot of gear that you need to charge up all of the time. You're probably going to need more power than the person that just goes in their van to travel and they they don't use any power a lot of the time. Um, but there is a more complex way to go about it that Natalie has kind of like a guide. (laughs) Is there like a formula or something that people can say, okay, I want a refrigerator and a, um, I don't know, a water heater and you know, that kind of thing. For sure. There's definitely like a step-by-step process of like formulating everything you need and like calculating all of that. Um, so I can run through that real quick if you would like Um, math. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it gets so our intention here for today is to try and keep it like as basic as possible because it can get very complex very fast so i'll yeah. try and run through this like in a yeah, yeah in a way that people can understand but uh, yeah we're calling this solar 101 so yeah, yeah. solar 101 yeah. over here top top level let's yeah but essentially so I, I apologize if it gets too complicated, but always stop her to ask questions. Yes. yes okay. Yeah. But essentially step one would be calculate the amount of electricity that you would need required based on like your person. So you would list out all of the appliances that you have devices, components, and add up all of the wattages. And that's really easy to do. You just go on the internet and add up the, the average wattage that it consumes. Then you would then multiply that per hour based on how much you think you're going to use it. So then that would give you watts per hour. Um, So that would be then your power consumption. So that's step one. Okay. So let's say, for example, I have a computer, a laptop, and I use it eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. So what would, what would, do you know off the top of your head, how many, like what a computer would run uh, I don't know the off the top of my head, like the wattages of a yeah. laptop, um, but you wouldn't be charging it for eight hours a day. So like there, oh, you would only okay. be charging it for like an hour and then you would be using it all day. Gotcha. Um, okay. So there's that kind of thing. So maybe you, you, you say like, I, I charge it for one hour mm, uh, and okay. I use my coffee machine for one hour. So then you start to add up those wattages, um, gotcha. but we're. I just quickly looked it up. The a laptop has like 87 watts an hour. Yeah. Uh, so, so you would do the 87 times two or something. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's step one. Gotcha. That's your power consumption. Add them all up. And there's a lot of solar calculators on the internet that make it oh, really okay. easy for people too. So then step two would be determining the amount of battery that battery capacity that you need to then use all of that power consumption that you just added all up. So battery, when you buy a battery, it's measured in amps per hour. Um, And that's just how many amps a battery comes in and how much you're using it per hour. So you would divide your power consumption 
power consumption, my bad, by your system, which is either 12 volts or 24 volts, depending on the type of battery that you buy. Oh, okay. Typically that's, um, typically it's 12 volts. That's the more common system. Okay. So it'd be your power consumption, step one divided by 12 volts. And that would give you the amount of amp hours of batteries that you need. Um, Okay. So 400 amp hours, 200 amp hours, 100 amp hours. Yeah. What do you think like a typical, like what's the typical range that someone would want? 100, 200, 400, like. I mean, again, it depends on the person. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, are you using it all day or. Um, if you mean for like a full-time van life. Yeah. Full timer. We, we have 400 watts solar panels. We have okay. 400 watts. We have 200 amp hours of battery. Um, and then we have an inverter that's 2000 watts. Which is like the backup manual charge yeah um in case like so it's that, not a sunny day and you the solar is not giving you the energy you need so then that that that's a way of shore power so then you charge your battery through the inverter so is that you plug it in yeah you plug mm-hmm. it in gotcha okay on a, on a campground yeah all right but we'll get we can get into that yeah, too. We can yeah. Get into it does yeah. Get <laughs> okay so. so yeah so then after you calculate how much battery capacity that you have, that you need, we would then figure out how many solar panels you need to then charge your batteries. Okay. So solar panels are also measured in watts. So that would be your power consumption divided by the average amount of sunlight per day. And that's about five. If you look on the internet, like that's what mm. people say. Um, so power consumption that you measured in that you gotten step one divided by five and that's the amount of watts that you need solar panel panels and that's um each panel is typically 100 or they range from like 100 to 175 depending on the panel that you get we have personally we we installed four 100 watt solar panels on top okay um and then that's in theory you know the sun you know there's uh, shade, there's cloudy days, there's trees. So you yeah. always want to go more, you want to like get a little bit more power than um, you'll think you'll need. Then, yeah. yeah. Cause to it's be on the safe really, side. Yeah. It's not yeah. black and white. So yeah, just to be on the safe side and we don't really know how podcasting works, but we can email you the steps to size your system. Um, oh yeah. Like, right. And yeah. then however you share it with your followers, like we're totally, we can send that. Cause it's, it's broken down when you're reading it, it, it makes it much easier yeah. to digest. Yeah. That's great. If you email you that, I will link yeah. to it in the show notes so that people okay, can perfect. take a look. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you talk about, you have the, the panels and I'm assuming they're on their, on your roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our panels are on our roof. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about that because that seems to be what people do is they put them on their roof. Uh, But as someone who travels with a pet, like I'm usually trying to camp in the shade uh, Mm -hmm. because I want, you know, I don't want my van to get too hot. So um, I just want to talk a little bit about the benefit of like the one that I have is just portable. I can set it anywhere. Um, A portable panel versus those that go on your rooftop. Yeah, that's um, a great, that's a great question. I mean, there are pros and cons to both the, 
there's no one isn't better over the other like what you said it really depends on what each person needs the reason why people go for the rooftop one is that it unlimited gives you like it provides you with unlimited electricity unlimited power um it also like can feel more homey but also with it being on the roof there comes a whole battery bank and a whole system that you need to learn that makes it more complex Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit more complicated compared to having the portable version, which is what you just said, like it's the battery bank is the generator and people can just plug it in and it's super simple. We don't have our own pets though. So that that's a really interesting, I don't know if you have something to share about that. Yeah. I um, mean, there's definitely ways to get around that. Like when you, when you're creating, designing your system, you can install a DC DC battery charger. So then you would be charging your battery while you're driving. So that would be an alternative way to charge your battery. Or if you are on a campground, then you would you would have your inverter charger that you would that would allow you to charge through shore power if you're at a um, campground. So those are ways where you can be in the shade um, mm-hmm. intentionally and still have the power that you need. And the battery, like it, it would take you like it could give you like two to three days before you even need to charge up. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So So I was going to say too, if you're, if you want to stay in the shade, but let's say you're driving eight hours that day and it's fully sunny, that'll hold you over for a few days. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it will hold you, but if you're using the DC, DC battery charger of the car, um, that's like a manual charger. So if the car is on and it's running, it charges it, but once it turns off, it's no longer charging it. Yeah. Okay. So, so if I have solar panels and I don't have the DC charger, they'll still, they'll be charging while I'm driving if it's a sunny yeah. day. Right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then let's say you're in the, you're in like Denver for a few days or a week or something, and it's super cloudy. The solar panel also, there's like a remote, like a, that will tell you and an app, right. That will tell you how many days this will last if you don't get any more charging. Oh, awesome. Which is okay. really helpful. So it's pretty user-friendly. That's great to know. So you're not just guessing or you have to go look at the battery. You have like an app that tells you. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's it's very, well, with the lithium specifically, it would need the solar controller that tells you how much uh, battery it has, because there's a certain capacity where you can't discharge it too much. Otherwise you're going to destroy the battery itself. Um, and we can get into that. Later. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Since you did bring up batteries, mm-hmm. I, I've, I price lithium batteries and they're mm-hmm. super expensive. Yeah. So is lithium necessary if you're going to go solar? Um, so there's two like main players of batteries. There's four types in, in the market, um, blood, blooded acid, blood, blooded lead acid and gel cell. They're not as recommended um, because they're, they require more maintenance um, in terms of like filling it with water and they need to be vented. Um, but the other option is the AGM battery, which is heavier, but it is more affordable. So the lithium ion, because it, it's more expensive because you're allowed to drain it at hundred percent capacity. So if okay. you have hundred percent battery on your phone, you can take it down to zero. Right. No problem. The AGM battery, you can only take it down to 50% before you have to recharge it. So there's um, pros and cons to both. The lithium ion, however, 
you have to be careful with freezing temperatures. It'll, it'll charge at a very, at a slower rate if it's like below freezing. Okay. Um, so there's different things to consider with, with the batteries. Lithium isn't exactly necessary. Like you can definitely still go with the AGM. You just have to ensure that you get enough of enough batteries to, for you to discharge it to 50%. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So whatever that calculation you do, you got to cut it in half because, exactly. because you're only supposed to discharge your batteries down to 50%. That's uh, I had to replace my batteries basically because I, they did discharge fully. And, mm-hmm. um, so when I was going to upgrade, I, I looked into lithium and I mean, it was like $900 versus $125. So I went with the regular AGM batteries for my van. So as far as solar, like the amount of power that you can get. So again, traveling with pets, I have an air conditioner. I need to turn on my generator to run that. Can you run basically everything off of solar power or are there certain things that wouldn't, wouldn't really work? No, everything, everything can run off of solar power. The only complexity there is like you're, you're playing with mother nature as your energy source. So it's just um, like, we really believe like you need to have some kind of manual backup in case you think like people of, you know, Florida is a sunshine state, but there are cloudy days that can go on for days. And if you don't have a backup, then your appliances are not getting charged. Um, so everything can run off of solar. It just, you need to have that backup in case it's not a sunny day. And that we see as like a safety hazard as well. So we, we believe that you should have the DC DC battery charger, which is the car battery Mm -hmm. and the inverter, which is the shore power from a campsite, just so like everything is okay. And when you talk about shore power, do you need, does it need to be 50 or 30 or can you plug it into your regular 20 amp from home to charge it? The one that we have installed is you would basically have like a, an adapter basically. So it would just convert that from to a 120 and then it would allow you to plug in easily okay. and then charge your battery manually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I know my, my van has 30 amps and I need a 30 amp site. Yeah. Um, the larger vehicles usually are a 50 amp, mm-hmm. um, but you wouldn't need anything like that. You can just plug into a regular home plug as long as you have this adapter yep. to charge your And that's to charge your batteries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So you recommend a backup. That's, those are two great options. And so you're installing those in your van. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have those installed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you do live in Florida. Are you going to put an air conditioner in your van? So we have the max fan. Um, We kept seeing back and forth, like people don't necessarily call that an AC. Some people do call it AC. Um, so other than the, the max fan, we don't have an AC unit. We did realize after we got to spend some time in a friend's van, she has the max fan and then a sunroof and that helped the circulation tremendously, which then mm-hmm. felt like it was AC. Um, okay. so we did realize that that was something that's helpful because of the airflow that mm-hmm. we don't have in our van right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so you don't, you're not worrying about powering. Uh, the, the reason I asked is like, I guess an air conditioner is one of those things that I think of that would take up a lot of power. 
Is that truthful or, or am I just thinking that? Um, it depends on what kind of AC. So like okay. our, our max fan is, it runs off of DC power, which is like the most basic. So it, it doesn't even need the inverter mm. to run. So it would, it, you can actually run the max fan for like 80 hours straight. Um, and okay. Fine. Yeah. Like it, it's actually, it really doesn't require that much um, power and you can really keep it running all day long yeah. and not okay. even worry about it. And, okay. and yeah. we've had it a lot of people, because there is like another AC option, um, than the max fan we've been having the max fan on for the last couple of weeks to see how it feels. And it's very hot right now in Florida. And there have been times where I'm like, it's actually a little cold in here. Can we turn it, like, oh, can we turn it off? So okay. it's really working really, really well. That's great. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're having a, a, a great experience with the max fan as an AC. Yeah. 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 I have a fan in my, in my van, but it's not, a, it's not a max fan. Okay. It, it just blows a little air. It's just, just creates a little breeze, but it's not, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really feel like it cools it off necessarily. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what you sort of mentioned, like the sunny days and whatnot. So how much, like I live in Oregon. Okay. So it's pretty cloudy here a lot. <laughs> Actually we have sun today, which is nice. Um, like what about what a rainy day? Is it charging at all or maybe a little bit or just like it would charge a little bit? Like you would get a couple it, yeah, it like really depends on the day. Like I've been in the van when it's raining and like kind of like just been staring at it because I'm just like that yeah, much yeah. Week, yeah. Um got it. <laughs> and it will like generate a little bit of power. Um it's not sufficient. But it definitely is not sufficient, you okay. know. But after like, like days like these where it's like sunny days, it def it will carry over for yeah. days where it is cloudy. So there is that that mm-hmm. kind of like keeps me, you know, hopeful about it. I guess. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> if if you have a week, if you have a week of rainy days, and you need your power, you might need to think about going somewhere where you can plug in. Then. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You definitely need. Or just driving if you're. Um, right. If you're using that DC to DC oh, right. charger, then you you just drive a little bit and then, right. and that can charge it pretty, I want to say quickly. Yeah. My van does that. It charges my batteries when I drive. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So that's helpful for sure. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about expenses. Mm-hmm. How much is all this going to cost? Like, let's say I'm not starting from scratch. Let's say I already have a van yeah. and I want to add, add solar to it. Mm-hmm. What am I looking at for costs? That's a great question. Um, so I have like a like a guide, I guess. And um, this is just the appliances. Um, this is not including like the cables, fuses, or breakers that you would need to connect everything. Mm. So like the most basic low budget system would be around $700. $700. And they can range a lot higher to $3,500, depending on like the quality and how much um, you want to get. Um, okay. So does the, that include the, that includes the panels and the batteries and the, and the cords that connect them both, or is that so, just the panels? So at the, at its most basic low budget, this is not even, I guess this is not even solar at this point because it's just the battery. You have your inverter and you have your, um, battery to battery charger. Okay. So 
yeah, that's that's one AGM battery, a 600 watt inverter, and then battery isolator, which is the how you charge your car battery or the house battery from the car battery. Okay. So you're still getting electricity. It's not from the sun. Gotcha. Um, Mid range one where you are getting a solar kit um, is like 1400 ish. Okay. So you have like a small solar kit, you have two batteries and you have an inverter and a battery isolator. So that's kind of like where it starts if you're kind of getting in solar. Okay. You can do less solar too. Like there's ways there's, it's really customizable. Mm-hmm. Also don't hold me to like these prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, we're, we're just getting time. <laughs> I had no idea. So I was really just looking for a ballpark yeah, yeah. Um, of what it might cost. And of course, then there's going to be the cost of installation and all that, which will be on top of all that. Right. Yeah. yeah if you hire course. someone to do it like yeah. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Could I bring my van down to you all? And could you turn like what I have? Could you put solar on top and, and 100%. set me all up? Yeah, we definitely can. Yep. So Let's you're not just, it. you're not just doing fresh van builds. You can actually help people who are currently out there. You can help people who, who just want an upgrade. Right. Oh. Yeah, we do. We do partial builds. Some people have messaged us and um, shared that they have started, but then they would like for us to complete it. Um, or they need help with one part of it and then they want to finish it. So we really are pretty flexible yeah. um, with how people want their build to go. Yeah. Okay. And like, I can also just be your assistant. <laughs> like people love <laughs> oh, to wow, that's... out and learn. And yeah. I would love to just like be, just be there watching you if you want my, I guess, okay. supervision <laughs> on how to do it. And I can teach you. So like, there's definitely, you know, yeah. we provide a lot of options for people that is fun to build it. So like, for sure, get in there and we can do it together. I mean, that's actually really wonderful because the people who do build their vans, the thing that they like about it is now they understand how everything works. So if something breaks or whatever, they can fix it themselves. But, um, but that's a big learning curve to get to that point where you can build it yourself. So to have somebody who is experienced that can work with you yeah. Um, as you're going step by step, that would be really beneficial. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, it's helpful. Yeah, we're here for you. <laughs> All right, that's good. And you guys are in uh, Florida. Yeah, West Palm Beach. Yeah. West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay, come on over. <laughs> maybe it sounds like a good. Maybe February would be a good time to come. Yeah, that is cold, but well, cold for us. But yeah, and we're about two hours south of Disney, so I mean, <laughs> that's fun. always a fun time. Awesome. So, um, is solar only for vans, or what about if I ha- if I'm like a tent camper, or I have some other kind of setup? Like a, maybe a, what about a big on uh, class A RV or a fifth wheel or a trailer? Yeah, you can install solar on there. I don't see why not. Yeah, solar can go on anything. Um, I think people started getting really creative with putting solar on their vans when they saw people were using it for their houses and um, other like companies and stuff. But yeah, it can go anywhere as long as there's space for the the solars to be installed on and be drilled into, Mm -hmm. they can they can be on anything. Yeah, just need the space, the space for the panels and how much space are we talking about? a good question i would say it's like about wow (laughs) they're about like four four by four by six feet panels four by six feet panels yeah each one each one each one yeah 
So you'd probably want to have two. You guys have two of those or do you have four? We have four. Okay. So they're all, they're surrounding the max fan. Gotcha. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. My van, I don't even know if I could get solar on it. Cause it's not really flat. Does your van, does the top have to be flat? No, usually solar panels are at an angle to help with oh. catching the sun rays, but it's because they're laying flat, we're not getting as much sun as we could. Oh, but gotcha. Panels, yeah. So there are, um, that actually may help you <laughs> with okay. having them at an angle. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to hit the sun rays. Yeah. Talk yeah, that makes sense. Since the, the portable panels that I have, they, they, they sit up at an angle. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Oh, all right. So we're kind of at a setback with it being laid flat. Yeah. All right. And, and technically speaking, there's definitely ways to mount it on a curb surface. So like, don't even, yeah, that's, that's totally possible as well. Yeah. And even if it's fiberglass, cause mine's fiberglass as well. Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. Feel it off. <laughs> Yeah. Ready to go. Like I said, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty ignorant about solar and um, I want it to like, those are my questions for you. Are there questions that I haven't even thought of uh, um, that, that I should have asked or that you guys want to talk about? I guess I just want to clarify one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, there are appliances that are, this might get into the, like the more complex parts of it, but they're like the very basic DC direct current appliances that you run on just your battery. And then the inverter, the inverter part of the inverter charger um, converts it to a 120 voltage. So all of your AC appliances, which would be your microwaves, TVs, laptop chargers, those are all on their AC. Um, so that's why you need an, an inverter. Okay. So have your basic appliances and then you would have your more higher rate higher rated appliances so you kind of have to think about it in like two different systems and you were thinking about the ac the ac is actually a 12 volt system so it, it doesn't take that much energy so it's like on well so you could like run it for hours and be okay yeah. the, the inverter when you have to use those like more highly efficient or highly rated appliances like your microwave they have to go through the inverter and convert that um, energy into the higher rated um, voltage in order to use those yeah. appliances and it takes up more energy for sure. Okay. So, so there's clarification on that. So the way that I'm going to think about that is the things that I can turn on are, for example, my lights mm -hmm. and what else? But if I, if I want to use my microwave, my air conditioner or any of my plugs where I plug in, I either need yeah. to be on shore power or have my generator running like my lights versus my microwave. Mm -hmm. What, which is which? So the lights fridge, uh, like max fan, that's all the 12 volt. Okay. System. So you don't need that. The generator. And that's running straight off my battery. Straight yes. My battery. I yeah. don't need an inverter. You no. don't need the inverter, but then like outlets or like laptop chargers or crock pots, coffee pots, makers, makers, that would be an inverter. Gotcha. So you would need an inverter, yeah. yeah. Which is actually a, one of the mistakes that we fell into with the outlets. Yeah. We thought they were DC chargers so that we didn't need the inverter. And then we found out you do need the inverter. So yeah, outlets, you think they are simple, but they need an inverter. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. I think a lot of people run into that. They're like, why do my outlets not work the yeah. very first time they head out yeah. in their RV? That was, that yeah. was my first mistake, not going to lie. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just assumed that whatever you plug into your outlet is the, like the rating of the appliance, yeah, not the outlet not itself. Not the outlet itself. So it's fine. We're learning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a little thing that we learned. It was a quick fix. A quick fix. Yeah. But yeah. So you worked it out in your, in your test van. Exactly. Yeah, your yeah. model. And now, you know, so that's great. So what other things should we know about solar? Well, it's great for the environment for one. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Cause I didn't even bring that up. Yeah, it, it is really great for the environment. I know I already touched upon mother nature a bit, but it, it, it kind of is like a really fun, it's a fun, like beautiful relationship with mother nature. Like using solar power is cool. Like you, you have to fight, you have to find the sun and it makes you be more aware of the environment that you're in, the weather that you're in, the changes of the day, the rain. I mean, I think it kind of brings you living in a van on its own, brings you closer to nature. And then solar panels, solar panels do as well. Um, so that's something, I mean, I, I love to, I never thought I would own solar panels. So having it on the van yeah. is super cool. Yeah. yeah. And then it has less of an environmental impact. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no environmental impact. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there's some because they're like materials that were made, but right. yeah, they, they don't have any kind of non-renewable source of energy right there. Yeah. Yeah. And as I think about the high price of gas right now and running my generator, that doesn't look appealing. Yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah. Do you guys have propane at all in your van? Are you going to run solely electric? Yeah, we have propane for the stove. Yeah. You are going to do a propane but, stove. Okay. Yeah, we have a two burner stove. Um, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Just the two burner stove. And it's also charging our um, water heater. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, we opted to do the propane. Um, we just saw a few, when we were researching, a lot of people had propane. And then like when they were upgrading, they switched over to electric stove and they actually wished that they had the propane stove back, that the, the electric was not as great as they thought it would be. So that's why we went with the propane. Okay. I yeah. love my propane stove. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you all, where's the best place for them to connect? Yeah. So on Instagram, we are moving Oasis vans. And then we have a website that's coming soon. It will be movingoasis.com. But I am on Instagram every day. Um, and you'll probably be speaking with me first. And then Natalie is the architect builder. So um, we do from consultations to talking about a van build, full a full van build to partial van build. Well, yeah. cool. Um, well, thank you both so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this was great. You. This is awesome. Thanks again to Natalie and Lily for coming on and educating us all about solar power for RVs, vans, and any kind of camping, really. Natalie and Lily sent me over a great cheat sheet with all the information that they outlined. So if you didn't take notes, head over to solowomenrv.com and I will list all the highlights from what they talked about to how to calculate how much solar you might need for your setup. So here are my key takeaways. Number one, get more power than you think you'll need. Get as much as you can afford. Number two, 
When considering what type of battery you get, keep in mind that lithium batteries can be drained to 100% while AGM and other batteries cannot without sacrificing the integrity of the battery life. Lithium is more expensive upfront, but may be more cost effective in the long run, depending on how you're gonna use your system. And number three, it's a good idea to have a backup source of power when you're using solar in case you run into a string of days with no sun. And number four, finally, my favorite, RVing in an RV brings you closer to nature and using solar power also brings you closer to nature. Plus, solar is so much better for the environment. Thanks for listening to the Solo Women RV Podcast. Please join our email list over at solowomenrv.com to stay up to date on all things solo travel related. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a podcast sponsor. Details can be found over at anchor.fm slash Kathy hyphen Belge. And if you know someone who would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode with them or leave us a review over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps and makes it easier for others to find us. The Solo Women RV podcast theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And until next week, we'll see you out there on the road.